When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. All week long, bet just $1 on any football game and receive $150 in free bets instantly if you use the code PHNX. All right, guys, the Cardinals scored 21 answered to whew, to beat the Jacks 31-19, so we should all be excited. <laughs> I still uh, I still have some mixed feelings. I don't know what to feel right now. Oh man, it was like it was like going on a like a, a third date with somebody you're kind of <laughs> unsure about, and you're still unsure about after the third date. You're like, well, there was there's definitely some pluses and minuses, but I, I don't know how to feel. Like, right it now. wasn't a complete disaster. Yeah. but you don't walk away feeling great. There was some. There was some. De- yeah. There was definitely some highs. You're like, oh, this this might be all right, and then. There was other so, lows where you're like, oh. So man. she paid for dinner, but then you ran into her ex-boyfriend. She, what? We're talking about like a date. Okay. No, I'm, I'm, <laughs> oh, here we I'm go. blowing this oh, analogy, this man. Is, this is terrible. <laughs> Are you serious? So? Yeah, she offered yeah. to pay. So Johnny, it's going Johnny, well. Johnny's married, so uh, lucky for him. <laughs> he used the date analogy, so I was trying to roll with that, but that went horribly wrong. But you're right. Here, here's what I will say. At a conference opponent, on the road, the Cardinals are now 2-0 and on the road. Uh, they covered the spread. Yes, they were they were not pretty. But this is not college football where you need style points to get into the Final Four. This is all about wins and losses. And when you look back at this team at the end of the year, if they were to win 10, 11 games, we're not going to remember that they screwed around for three quarters at Jacksonville. We're going to remember that they won that game. These are the kind of games you have to take care of business on. I don't care how they do it because next week, is is this was the table setter for the main course, that being the start of divisional play. It's still a little bit alarming, though, when you're heading into divisional play and you're still seeing things not only that they did in the first three weeks. I mean, Tennessee was a little bit of a different uh, scenario there. But even last year, going yeah. back to last year, and there's some yeah. things like, you know, Kyler Murray. Now, overall, he had a great game, yes. But I am worried. This was against the Jaguars. I'm yeah. worried when it gets to you know, divisional play or later on in the season, he still has some maturing to do. Mm-hmm. It, he, he's forcing plays and relying on his athleticism, which up until, you know, he got into the NFL, he could 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 thrive and lean on. Yeah. Uh, but I still think that he has this idea in his head when things aren't going great that he needs to force some big play Correct. to try and take control of everything. No, I totally agree. Uh, you know, well, to a, to an extent, I think there's other things that are leading to Kyler kind of forcing the issue. They couldn't run the ball very effectively today. Again, um, kind of slow. They only had, I think, 91 yards. Yeah, 91 yards rushing on the day as a team. That's, that's not going to get it done in the NFL. Like You have to have more production, especially when you have two quality backs. Um, and, and I think – from time to time, and, and we'll get to Cliff Kingsbury in a minute, I feel like sometimes you just get too damn cute. Yeah. And you just got to smash somebody right in the mouth mm-hmm. and get the job done. Third down was a disaster 
all over the place today. So it's not all on Kyler. Kyler has a large part to do with it. Um, I, I agree with the, you know, the inadvertent throws um, that lead to interceptions from time to time. But um, overall, I thought he played a, a solid game. He didn't really cost his team a chance to win uh, win the game. And, and I just think other players have to step up. And Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury's got to do a much better job calling plays. Yeah, because we all talked about this. Cliff has never been afraid to... Be aggressive. To be aggressive. There yeah. you go. Um, and, you know, the thing is, is that's great. And when when they convert and, you know, when it pays off, that's fantastic. And he gets all the credit and it's exciting. But I feel like it's another situation when it comes to him where it's like they shouldn't have even been in that situation to begin with. It, it, he's like cautiously aggressive. Yeah. And with, that's what I hate. Like you're either all in or you're all out. You don't just dip your toe in the hot tub and see if it feels okay to you. Like, like he'll go for go. it on fourth down, but then... And on third and 16, he'll throw a horizontal screen that inevitably goes nowhere. And that's where he still has to be better as a head coach. What I will say, I feel like I'm like defending the team today against both of you guys. <laughs> they were out the right tackle, Kelvin Beecham, I think will be back. Hopkins was clearly not himself leading up to this game. And that's still their number one target offensively. And he didn't do much outside of the first quarter. And I will say a couple of the early penalties that were posed against this team the holding call on DJ Humphreys, and then I think there was a pick play late that that negated a big gain. Those were egregious penalties by the officials that derailed drives. Now, would the Cardinals have converted points on those drives? I'm not sure. But I, I do think they were getting in a groove, and then the officials kind of interfered. I'm never one to blame the refs, but it was pretty egregious today. The Cardinals still won the turnover battle. Yes, they had penalties. They had more yards. I mean, I, I wrote an article about this last week. They sleptwalked their way to 30-plus points against Minnesota. They did the same thing today. I mean, we're nitpicking this team. Yeah, they had a pick six, but that still counts against total total points scored. Uh, to me, they have not even reached their ceiling, and that's a good place to be. I think where we've seen this team in the past is they had to play perfect to beat teams, especially on the road, and to be able to have 30-plus point games, they had to have everything work. Now they they are inconsistent, and yet they are so talented. I mean, we're not even talking about yet. A.J. Green, the second coming over 100 yards. Christian Kirk. You know, Rondell Moore was limited today, and they and they were still super effective. James Conner now running the football effectively. I, I just think it. they got to get it figured out, and, and that's where Cliff has to be better. But just from a talent perspective, they beat the teams they're supposed to right now. And that was a big question coming into this year. Well, I think I think you just made me realize why it's so frustrating because they do have a ton of talent. Yeah. And when I see them, you know, Matt Prater can make a 68-yard field goal. Right. But when I see them in that position, in my opinion, they didn't they shouldn't have even been in that position. Now they're not ready on defense to or to 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 make a stop because there's a good chance it's going to be short. Yeah. Uh, and then they allow him to score in the opposite direction. I mean, I see stuff like that, or I see Kyler forcing something and gets it gets picked off. That to me, it's like they shouldn't even be in. They, they're too talented to be in those positions. Uh, absolutely. It, that's that's the thing that I want to focus on for right now is is going 21 seconds on the clock. You have multiple timeouts. And then there's a second – you throw the ball out of bounds or somebody ran out of bounds. And then you had like a second and two or three. And instead of just throwing the ball and trying to get some more yards, you run the ball for like a five-yard gain and have to use a timeout. And it took off like seven, eight seconds off the clock. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what the F is that? Yeah. That doesn't even make any sense. Like if you're going to go, go. And then they, they get a couple more yards and then they end up kicking that field goal. And then 
all momentum was lost yeah. after that. You know, and you could see it coming out into the second half. They're lucky the Jags don't have uh, are the Jags. Yeah, they're they're lucky the Jags are the Jags, and they're lucky that Trevor Lawrence is in year year number one. Yeah, because if this had been next week, they'd have got their ass kicked today. Yeah, that's exactly my point. Yes, and I agree with that. And I think the unfortunate part for the Cardinals is. The people who are doubters of this team will likely remain doubters this week mm-hmm. because of that decision and will only focus on that division decision as they go into next week against L.A. No one will care about how they rallied against a team that had lost 17, now 18 straight games. Everybody's just going to talk about, did you see what Cliff Kingsbury did before the end of the half? And it was an egregious mistake. I, I do think that because of how the half ended last week and him making that 62-yarder at home, Everybody, we sat here and we're like, yeah, they're going to try the field goal. Yeah. And none of us thought it was crazy. And so had it had it worked or he just missed it, we wouldn't be talking about it. But it took an outlier instance for us to to continue to harp on it. And thankfully, it didn't Johnny, cost them the game. we were sitting right here before he even kicked it. And I said, what the hell is Cliff doing? Why? Why? Why Why didn't he get at least another 5 to 10 yeah. yards? If he gets another 5 to 10 yards, a high probability Matt Prater makes that because yeah. he had a, a, enough distance yeah, to get it to was at cl- least It was 60. close. It was close. No, it was a bad decision. Here's what I will say. Cliff Kingsbury is hopefully able to learn on the fly while, while racking up these victories to know not to do this kind of thing anymore. That was the most egregious decision of the day. But for the most part, I mean, they were they were pretty steady offensively. That's the last time I'll stick up for him today. They got the they got the W, <laughs> did not hamper them, but he has to be better. I don't think he would try that against L.A. I have two more slightly negative points to make. Oh, and then no. we can get into all the great stuff. So okay. also... They preached and preached and preached and preached. We know we have to get off to a better start than we did last week. We have to get back off to a better start than we did last week. And they didn't. Okay, so that was like another thing. That offensively, really not def- defensively. Offensively, they were better. Offensively, sorry. And, um, it, and that didn't happen. And then I will admittedly say another reason why I think they have so much aggression right now, Johnny, is because my, my in-game parlay. Oh, no. This was supposed to make me money off the DraftKings Sportsbook app. You Cheerson Cliff. <laughs> Damn you. So here's what here's what my in-game parlay was. The Cardinals had to lead after every quarter, which didn't happen. They had to win by more than five points, and they had to be the first to score 15 points. So that's what I bet. I was really confident, really excited heading into this weekend. It was my first in-game parlay. And it didn't hit. And so, unfortunately, I'm now understanding what it's like to, you know, like lose money oh, on yeah. game day. I and- lost a lot of money today, too. <laughs> yeah, all my bets busted this morning. You know what's bad is when all your bets and you sprinkle them out through like the early slate and the late slate, maybe in a Sunday night game, and you don't even get to those other slates because something in your parlay busted from the 10 a.m. slot. That's yeah. the worst feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. I lost all of my stuff. Uh, Kyler Murray, I thought three and a half touchdowns easy. was an easy play right there he'll he'll run for one he'll throw for a couple like easy nope no didn't even throw for any not even the good no. thing is though he did use the DraftKings sportsbook app um and placed the same game parlay then you can be credited up to 25 dollars if your bet loses so that actually was but i that, so i actually didn't lose money i guess but i thought i had an easy easy money to make we all liked your bet before <laughs> the start of today and it really w- was only that second quarter 
All right. Uh, as always, just remember with the DraftKings Sportsbook app, always 21 over, Arizona only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details, which leads me into the DraftKings king of the game. Some positive news. That was Byron Murphy. Three tackles on the day, but man, those two picks and a pick six. Ugh. Those were game-changing. Yeah, Byron Murphy, third-year player out of Washington, uh, of course, was the first pick of the second round of the year. They took Kyler Murray uh, up and down to begin his career with the Arizona Cardinals. Actually played less last year than he did his rookie season. This year, all we heard, training camp, offseason, that he was going to take the next step, be that guy. It's in part that they didn't make a ton of moves at the cornerback position. And sure enough, through three games this year, I mean, he may not be an ace number one corner, but he's a low-end number one corner, and today he played like a high-end one and really changed the dynamic of this game. When that pick six happened, you just felt like the air you know, deflated from Jacksonville Stadium and their fan base, and we really felt like at that point the Cardinals were in complete control. And Byron Murphy to me is, you think about moving from the slot to the outside, he reshaped his body, he's much more physical now. His ball skills were not this good at Washington, yeah. so he's improved that. Didn't intercept the ball a lot at, at UWASH, so it's exciting to see, especially for a Cardinal defense that doesn't typically force a lot of turnovers. Yeah. I, I, I've really been impressed with the Cardinals early on in their man-to-man coverage. Yeah. Uh, zone coverage still needs a little bit of work, but man-to-man, I've I've been very impressed with their aggressiveness um, in, in coverage and uh, you know, obviously with Marco Wilson in the fold as well and, and Robert Alford back um it helps quite a bit and also i mean i know we put him as the king of the game but we gotta give a shout out to Swore high school for keeping the cardinals yeah. in this one because christian kirk did his part yep. and then some to yep. keep the cardinals um in the fold he did everything but score a touchdown today mm-hmm. uh but he, he had a phenomenal game so those uh, those two saber cats really represented for everything that we said leading up to the season about how the cornerback spot was a liability that they were they needed to make a trade they needed to bring in you know whomever from new england or miami it's been one of the more steady units on the team yeah. both byron and marco were questionable coming into this game. I thought Marco Wilson played well outside of he got beat one time. Mm-hmm. He's aggressive. His ball skills are good. Robert Alford should have had an interception. Oh. And the, the especially yes. today, the pass rush wasn't there early, and the secondary still held up. Now, I know it's against Trevor Lawrence and a, you know, a bunch of BNC receivers, but w- the Cardinals have a lot of things to work on, and it's surprising that corner is not one of them as, we, as they sit here 3-0. Well, if you're giving specific players some credit, I also want to throw Jordan Hicks out there because he was the reason that Murphy got that first interception. Yeah, absolutely. And then he ended the game with a sack. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I guess you could go through, you know, a lot of individual players that did have bright spots throughout the day. But again, Jordan Hicks, I mean, I'm a little biased at this point. I just love the storyline. Yeah. I love how he's handled things. So I'm always going to give him credit. But, you know, he was another guy that I was like, Okay. It feels like a lot of guys that we have doubted from a local and national perspective, whether it be Hicks or Robert Alford, are, are playing well. A.J. Green was doubted by everybody in the national meeting when the Cardinals made that signing, and all he's done is gotten better each of the first three weeks, and he looked like a huge factor today for them moving forward. Absolutely. Also, by the way, this is just a random thought because oh, I was looking at the screen. Uh, I love your jacket. Thank it you. looks completely different here than it does on the TV. It looks like you're wearing a Letterman jacket on TV. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. I actually did notice that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Thanks for bringing that up. Sorry, so. sorry. I just, I, I was like, oh, that's cool. I also cool. look like a, you know, like a little bit of a linebacker too. I mean, I'm kidding. <laughs> 
You're paying your best homage to Jordan Hicks today. There it is. There it is. Post-game attire. Uh, all right. Before we get into our next segment, I also want to remind you guys of our promo this week in honor of the Cardinals 2-0 star, which is now a 3-0 star. We're giving uh, all members 20% off of Cardinals shirts. So you see them there, a Rise Up Red Sea shirt. We've got the football with the bird on it as well. Um, great deals going on. If you become a member, you're also going to get access to all of Johnny's articles. you got a post-game article. That's Just getting- retweeting this link, link live as we do it right now so I don't get yelled at. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Um, and then our members only Discord. we got people Come hang out with us. Yeah. Come hang out with us. Um, and as always as well, if you like those t-shirts, you don't have to be a member to buy them though. phnxlocker.com. But it's much more advantageous if you are a member to buy one. (laughs) Much more advantageous for sure. All right. Let's move into uh, our next segment called show your cards. So I'm going to call out a few people or players, things, and I'm going to have you guys hold up your cards which are your ratings. Fun. I didn't get to play this last yeah, week. Geez. All right. You didn't even leave these in order. Why are all my cards just sixes? <laughs> yeah. They're all, all sixes. And then there's a Q in here. And an Why did you give Saul a six? <laughs> How did those not get put away properly? I got a six Everyone can no. contribute in the this chat. Is, if you just put too. the six on the down, called it a could six be a nine. and a nine. This is the Zodiac symbol. I can't use this. <laughs> all right. All right. What do we got? What do we got? What do we got? All right. Uh, First one, and Saul, you already mentioned it. Rate the Saguaro High School alumni's performance. Oh, that's an easy one right there. Let's make sure I get this right. Yeah, that's a 10, baby. That's a 10. (laughs) I did it backwards last time. Please, yes, Johnny did the same thing. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. Wow, I feel so much better. Cheers, and you jinx me. (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) I did that twice last week. So, tens. (laughs) Tens. <laughs> tens, yeah. I think that was the only – those are the only two players that deserve Two players like that. that are due contracts about to get paid. One that I think will remain in Arizona, Byron Murphy, and one who will probably sunset in Christian Kirk here. Oh, is my one, God. Johnny, you're three. killing my vibe right now. I'm bro. sorry, man. Go get your – Christian, go get your 13, 14 million yeah, from the Jets and the – Win three games a year, they, but they be a rich man. Pay, they don't got to pay Larry Fitzgerald anymore, so <laughs> That's might true. as well go ahead and give that money to Christian. That's true. All right. Akib Talib's fit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, I'm going to go four. I'm, 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 I'm going to give my man a five. I'm going to give him a five. Okay. And that's no disrespect because I like him calling our games, but. He, uh, you know, he, <laughs> could have been better. He had yeah. a little New Jack City slash Amish vibe going. Amish. I just didn't understand. He did. <laughs> he did. Yeah. Oh, oh, Sean Marks wow. with the eight, huh? I was like, is, that, is a key watching vibe, our right, But a right, cool all right. priest. Um, all right. We've talked about this, but now you got to give it a rating. Cliff's play calling. I'll let Saul go first. I, w- I won't be too brutal, but I was not impressed. Oh, no. I will go with a two. Ooh, a two. Cliff Bar for me, will get a six. I think that they were bitten by the refs. I'm going to play the ref card at the refs on Twitter. They were bad today. I just, I just can't let the, the end of that first half go. I just can't. It's just... 21 seconds left. You have got to be better than that. And the, the play calling on that drive yeah. was so horrendous that it ended up 
leading to seven points for the other team. Sure, it's a fluke thing that happens once every decade, but it still happened. Yeah. And it's all Cliff's fault. This this offense, three consecutive games to begin the season, 400-plus yards of total Ooh. offense. The run game got going today. I mean, James Conner looked very good in the fourth quarter. There are, there are a lot of positive takeaways. I would agree. He can be better, right? They turn the ball over. That's not on Cliff, though. That was on first down. That's a Kyler Murray issue. Pass protection, gave up one sack. All things considered, I, I think it was average, but not as bad as you would okay. make it out to be. So in the chat, we got a five. Oh, that's the wrong one. Five. <laughs> we got a six, but then maybe a five. Maybe a five. <laughs> maybe so, a five. so an average score. Two, it was an average day. Yeah, yeah. Sounds well, the, about right. The number I'm watching is Cliff Kingsbury's win percentage as the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals slowly getting closer to 500. 5 10 and 1 his first year, 8 and 8 last year. He's now 3 and 0. At what point does the bias and the narrative change on Cliff Kingsbury if he's able to surpass 500? It's not Dude, bias. It's, if, go ahead. If, if it's like <laughs> when just people the are truth. upset on the show. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I am trying to trying to get a selfie with Cliff at our press conference in two weeks, and he's going to be don't like, root it for him. and he's going to be like, "Hey Johnny, thanks for sticking up for me, man, on the live stream." And I'm going to say, also, "That's okay. all guys are real asshole." By the way. Also, uh, if you want to put a feather in Cliff's cap, yeah, Cardinals are three and zero to start the season for the first time since 2015. Mm. So there you go. So Cliff and Bruce Aarons are basically the same coach. <laughs> That's what you're telling me. But I, again, it's not about what the end result is when it comes to Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury, especially against bad teams, because th- he's fared well for the most part, right? Yeah. It's it's these like brain farts mm-hmm. that you're just like, what the fuck were you thinking? Yeah. Sorry, I, that's just exactly how it is. Like, what are you thinking in this moment? Like, it's like you were not prepared, and then you just threw some shit at the wall and hoped it st- stuck. And mm-hmm. I don't, I don't like it. And I think that's what Cardinals fans have a problem with is like these end-of-the-game situations or these crucial fourth-down situations that it's like, I know you practice these situations, so why does it look like you're uncomfortable in these situations when you do your when you, when you put in your play calls? I don't get it. I don't understand it. And it's going to bite them in the ass if they don't clean it up, and it's going to start next week if the Rams come into town and Cliff ain't ready. Expectations are a mother, and the expectations for this team were 500 slightly better. They're 3-0 America, and we, we're going to hold them to a higher standard because of it, but that doesn't mean that we can't commend him when he does a good job. That's that's all I'll say about it. If he does a good job, I will commend him. They're, th- they're almost through a quarter of the season unbeaten. 3-0. Everybody watching this ch- chat, watching this live stream, would have taken that to begin the season. True. Absolutely. I, I think we would have taken 2-1, and one, to be honest. Oh, hell you. yeah, we would have. Yeah. I asked this question to Frank last week. Um, when did they score or just, or was that the, well, they converted on fourth down last week. And I can't remember if it, if they scored off of it or they just scored a, a few plays later, but it led to a score either way. Uh, and I asked John, I asked Frank, would your opinion, because he was all about Cliff Kingsbury after, after that game, I said, would your opinion have changed had they not scored? And converted on that fourth down play call. Um, and he said no. So let me ask you this. Had Matt Prater made that field goal and made history tonight, and that that touchdown never happened, would you have would you feel differently about that? I would still feel the same way. And the reason why is because just and I'm not trying to say that I'm like 
all glory be to coaching or anything like that. But as a coach, you know, it, I, my philosophy is very much like a John Wooden, right? It's not about the end result. It's about the process and what you're doing to get to the end result. Um, so you can play very, very well and still lose, but still be satisfied with how your players play. Yeah. And in this instance, I feel like when I watch Cliff Kingsbury, like, yeah, they won by 12 points, but he still has so much room to grow to be an effective coach and get the Cardinals to where they need to be. They, they are right now. They will be a middle of the road team unless Cliff Kingsbury steps it up another level. They just will be. Yeah. That's the unfortunate part because I think that. In any other division, it would be good enough. It's not good enough in the NFC West, and no. that's what I'll agree with you on. You've got three coaches who all have been to Super Bowls. Of course, Carroll won the Super Bowl. The Cardinals have never beaten Sean McVay. You know, San Francisco's the darlings of the NFL right now on Sunday Night Football tonight. I think that's why Saul and company are, are so critical of this team, and, and Cliff Kingsbury in particular. Huh? Meyer Company. Yes, I guess and so. I guess <laughs> you are the company you keep. It's, so it's two uh, against one, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> because I think that you feel like outside of the division, maybe they go, you know, four or five games above 500, but in the division, they can get exposed. And that's all that matters. doesn't matter if you're beating Jacksonville on the road to, to Saul's point, if you're fourth place in your own division, it just doesn't. So, okay. That kind of leads into my next question. Okay. Rate the halftime adjustments. Cause they played better in the second half defense defense for me gets an eight. They had that one poor drive where they gave up that rushing TD, and we thought, "Oh no, the things are gonna wheels are gonna come off. They're gonna lose this game." But by all accounts, did, limited them to no more points other than that one touchdown, and really only gave up thirteen points the entire game. That six points came on that field goal at the end of the half. So I thought the defense advanced did really well. Offense was fine. I got a seven. I, I lump them both together. Yeah, I think they both played fairly well. Um, what matters is in the fourth quarter. They took care of business, yeah. and they shut that team down, and it was over. So yep. I'll give them a seven. We got an eight and a seven. Hmm. We appreciate you guys chiming in. For sure, for sure. All right. Uh, special teams. It depends on how you want to rate this. Yeah, that's a tough one. I, you know what? I'm going to go with the incomplete just because – you can't put it on the field goal kicking unit to stop a kickoff return. Yeah. Like, dude, if you've seen the guys on the kickoff on the field goal kicking unit, like that's just not that's not their fault. Other than that, everything else was money. So it's and hard. And you can't for me. expect Matt Prater to make that. I mean, Matt Prater almost hunted that dude down he, too from behind. Well, yeah. I'll go six because Prater otherwise was very good. Didn't miss a kick today. Andy Lee was super effective, was a big time weapon. Rondell Moore had that long kickoff return yeah i it's a footnote the the special teams have been borderline elite this year i'm not going to knock them too much today yeah same. i wouldn't either um chandler jones it's tough it's tough to evaluate chandler jones right now because without looking at the film because you know i'm not watching him on every single down yeah occasionally i'm looking at him um and and the occasions that I happened to watch him, he wasn't getting double teamed. Mm -hmm. So kind of like, hey, what's going on here? Why are you not as effective at getting sacks as you were in week one? Um, but again, I can't, without watching the film, I don't know how effective he was in other areas. He did have a couple nice run stops. Um, he did recover a fumble. So um, I'm going to give him a, you know what, I'll give him a seven. 
I'm gonna give him a seven. I'm gonna go three. Oh my goodness! And, and the reason I'm gonna do that is welcome that, to the dark side, Johnny. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I'm pro Cliff anti Chandler Jones. Apparently, um, the the pass rush was inconsistent to say the least through three quarters. Uh, that's why this game, in my opinion, was much closer than it needed to be. Uh, Marcus Golden has a sack each of the past two weeks. Chandler Jones does not. J.J. Watt was much better today, although he's sackless through through three games as an Arizona Cardinal. Chandler Jones, to Saul's point, was one-on-one with uh, Jacksonville's left tackle the majority of the game. His name escapes me. I apologize. Um, and, and to me, if you want to be paid like a T.J. Watt, you cannot have these long gaps. It's the reason the Cardinals didn't pay Hassan Reddick last year. He had 12 and a half sacks, but he had, what, five sacks in one game against the New York Giants. The Cardinals need to see consistency from Chandler from start to finish, and he's been essentially MIA from a pass rush stand- standpoint each of the past two weeks. So Was week one a fluke? No, because given his track record, no. I would say like maybe the total was, but like he's capable of having like a three-sack game. But like to not even like his pressures today were fine. They weren't great. Yeah. And so you feel like even if he weren't to get home, like flushing Trevor out of the pocket, making him uncomfortable. I didn't really feel that until late in the game. No, not at all. And that was when they were blitzing too. Right. You know what I mean? So I mean, seriously, did you feel like do you feel like it's a fluke? <laughs> a little bit. Uh, I mean, I, I don't <laughs> I don't not have faith in Chandler Jones, but I think we were all calling for a record breaking season from mm-hmm. him. And it, in that perspective, maybe. He's a he's a great pass rusher and a great player. So I'm not I'm not like knocking him, but I think what we saw week one, everybody just went wild with the expectations with him. So I'm gonna give you a stat. I think I'm I think this is right. You'll have to double check me, America. But last season he played five games. He had one sack. It was in the opener against San Francisco. So one sack in five games. This year he's got sacks in one game. So in six of his last eight games, he's sackless as an Arizona Cardinal. That's something. Not as consistent as he once was, unfortunately. People in the chat are shook at your take. It's a salary cap league, man. I mean, he wants TJ Watt money, and he's three or four years older. He, we've got to see more consistency from Chandler. And then I just want to pose the question. Is this the most uncomfortable 3-0 start ever? No. 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 The most uncomfortable 3-0 start ever was when the Cardinals started 4-0 with Kevin Cobb at quarterback, and then everything fell apart 2000, after that. 2012. Oh, yeah. man. Because they had just beat New England on the road. Mm-hmm. But it was like a 10-7 game. It was yeah. a brutal game. Um, and then they went to the Rams, and then Kevin Cobb was sacked like eight, eight times. Yeah, that game. like he basically, like his soul left his body yeah. that night. <laughs> and they, yeah. they, they think they won like one game. Yeah, the and Kevin Cobb hadn't been the same since. No, he, so he's he been in my head. He was like, <laughs> looking out for the Rams defense. I'm also not, like, as much as, uh, like, I'm a little frustrated from what we saw today and what we saw really in the last two weeks, I'm not, like, it's weird because I'm also not, like, super uncomfortable because I know that they do have the, like, I don't think, I don't think they're escaping and they're getting lucky and they also just don't have the talent, so they're getting lucky because of whatever reasons. Like, the talent exists, and so I still feel like there's plenty of room for improvement and and they're plenty capable of making those improvements. So if they didn't have the talent that they had, I would say like they're gonna like yeah, it's only a matter of time before this season the season goes south. But and they're real knock on wood, they're relatively healthy too. I mean, right. like everybody's ready and they're gonna get Kelvin Beecham back. No one left the game today. Uh Dennis Gardeck might be back next week as well. So 
they and they don't have excuses. Their excuses are head coach, and it's put up or shut up time for. Cliff. I am a little not. I would like to see DeAndre Hopkins be one hundred percent, and with yeah. the rib injury. Um, you know, that could be something that you're continuously re-aggravating. And yeah. we might not see like 100% DeAndre Hopkins for a little while. So that is one thing so that's they, slightly concerning. Do you think they should have held him today then? No. No. I think, you know, the rib injury is one thing, right? Like, I think you're going to be okay. But <laughs> you better hope you're okay for next week with Jalen Ramsey across from you. Because yeah, he will swing and hit your ribs that's every right. time. Yeah. Well, that's what helps, though, with the uh, with the ascension of AJ Green, Christian Kirk, and Rondell Moore. Is last year when it was Hopkins versus Ramsey, and Ramsey's you know best corner in the game. They didn't have an, another option to go to, and now they do. And I think that even if you're using Hopkins as a what, what do you I'm gonna use your own words against you what right are you now? Say? I'm going right back to Cliff. Where was Rondell today? He had that nice little jet sweep on the goal oh line. Almost God. got him get for a touchdown. Out of here right now. He's a rookie. Let's give him you know. No, but that's Cliff's job is to get him the more touches. Right. He didn't have nearly I mean, I'm sure if we looked at the targets, they were they were low. They were like low single digits, I'm sure. All right, last one. We talked about the good, we talked about the bad. Kyler Murray. Seven. Shit. Seven's easy. I, I just think that Kyler he managed the game. He managed the game very well. Yeah, six. Um he relied on on his teammates to Come through, pick him up, and there were some instances where they didn't, and he was effective on the ground in key areas. And I think he did everything he needed to do as the leader of this team on the offensive side. Yeah, he led three scoring drives. I think three scoring drives with the two James Conner touchdowns and then mm-hmm. his own rushing touchdown, and then you know another field goal drive after that. They were effective. I mean, they moved the ball at will. It's not like they can't pick up first downs. They are their only worst enemy at times, and I think we saw it again today, what we saw in the second half against Minnesota. He is just so hungry and and thirsty for the big play that he forces it, and that's what happened on that interception. That was first and, and 10 at like their uh, Jacksonville's 45-yard line to begin the second half. They have to rein him in because he's excellent, especially when he wants to be at give or taking what the defense is giving him but then you have those outlier plays where he forces it and it's a turnover and it keeps games close so i think you use the best word it was a game management game from kyler he didn't have to put the team on on his back because it's jacksonville but when you do play the the la's and the san francisco's of the world they need him to be all worldly so today it's a it's an outlier game you had talked about in the tailgate that you thought the game plan was going to be conservative and they were going to run the ball yeah a lot Mm-hmm. And I, you kind of felt that in this game. They, yeah. they didn't. They, I was, I was sitting there screaming like they did. They only took two deep shots the mm-hmm. entire game, past forty yards. Mm-hmm. One was a pick, and then the other one was a completion to AJ Green. The jump so, ball. Yep. yeah. So I, I want to see more of that, um, but I don't know how much of that was actually in the game plan. But that's the other thing is, is like you have to be able to stretch the field. Yeah. To provide a little bit more r- running room for your running backs, and even for Kyler Murray. But the Jags were pretty much stacked up in that box within the first 15 yards yeah. the entire game because they weren't getting stretched out. And maybe DeAndre Hawkins was too hurt to really stretch the field out or they didn't include Rondé more on some go routes or mm-hmm. anything like that. And so I hope we see that a little bit more as we move forward, especially when they play better defenses. So you wanted to see the Cardinals get back to the run game. They ran the ball 30 times, which I feel like has to be through three weeks the, the most season, they've ran the ball. high, yeah. Um, and for 91 yards and three rushing touchdowns. So they finally scored a rushing touchdown for the first time outside of Kyler Murray with James Connors, two rushing touchdowns. So last week against Minnesota, Chase nor James had double digit carries. 
they were both like five had five or six carries apiece. That's not good enough. No, they. I mean, they can win games the air raid way, the the way that we all love it, right? The Sports Center plays, the the big big chunk ways in the passing game. But then, as the season progresses, and you want to keep Kyler Murray upright, and you have to play games maybe in cold weather, November and December, they need something to lean on. And especially James Conner, like the physical presence he brings. You know, Chase can break tackles, excellent receiver out of the backfield. They they just need to maximize different ways to beat you. And I thought they did that today. Yeah, for sure. It was a roller coaster ride experience watching this game. It was a roller coaster ride experience for me watching my bet slip away. <laughs> if you want to be like me, you can use the code PHX. Uh, it's signed up for the DraftKings you, Sportsbook You were app. close, though. So close. You were close. So close. I was close on that safety, though. You were. Damn. No, you weren't. I wasn't even close. <laughs> Ten bucks, I would have won six hundred and ten. Oh! If the if the if the, if the Cardinals were were to get a safety to start the game, that was the plus six thousand. Eh, it's a silly bet. It's fine. But, hey, it's a couple if, lattes. If you hit it, you're running down the hallway. That's screen. right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Anyway, use the code PHNX uh, to sign up for the DraftKings Sportsbook app. At one, just one dollar on any football game, you'll get one hundred and fifty dollars in free bets instantly. Let's move on to our last segment of the day. It's one that Johnny came up with. Hey, you want to introduce it? Yeah, we're going to do yesterday's headlines today from you, Arizona Cardinal fans, on the Twitter.com. I posed a question to uh, Arizona Cardinal fans uh, on Twitter yesterday. What would be the headline following today's game? Here are some of our favorites. Leah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, I can't see. You gotta read it out loud. Urban Meyer resigns midway through first quarter of Cardinals' historic win. <laughs> yeah, it was far. That would have been great if that happened. Here. Yeah. Urban uh, looked a little dejected after that uh, pick six. I think that's when his will broke. But I do think they have done some good things. Trevor Ooh. is the oh, Jacksonville. Jacks. Trevor is the real deal. I mean, that touchdown throw he threw in the back of the end zone. Um, I see a lot of like early Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck, where he's thrown a lot of picks, but then he'll make some spectacular throws. So it's, he's no Tim Tebow is what you're saying. No, no, he's not. But I, uh, I do think, uh, Urban is slowly starting to eye that, that job out West in uh, Southern California. Oh yeah. I do think that it's calling really? his name. God, Urban Meyer, go away. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, I just don't know. I mean, I guess at this point you can do anything because I also didn't think he'd come out of retirement and take this job. But Well, he had health issues. He's going to He's probably got something right now. Miraculously recovered from. Yeah. <laughs> I believe he did have health issues. I really do. But Guys, I I'm fine a, now. I'm I totally better. I think he's just addicted to the game. Yeah. I mean, I, I legitimately think he wants to be able to like – live a normal life and like put his health first and like whatever. I just don't think he's capable of it. Yeah. I just think that the, the stress load is too much. And so there's a meter there and then it just, it peters out and then he's got to call it quits and then he goes somewhere else and then he starts all over again. And then that's what he does. The problem is, is when you take over a program, a la Ohio state and, and Florida to a lesser extent, you have, even though the coach just was fired, four or five star recruits in-house that urban can maximize and outside of a couple guys including lawrence this jacksonville team is just deprived of talent they need one to two off seasons minimum to rebuild through the draft and free agency to get better they just don't have the players and they play outplayed the cardinals for large stretches today it didn't matter because the cardinals had significantly better players and that was always going to be my biggest question for urban is it's hard to coach guys up 
at the NFL level because the other team is always ready to go and prepared and they're getting their paycheck too. So he can't, you know, overcome the lack of talent at the NFL level, at least not yet. He also can't just like bail after a year. I I don't want to say he's going to do that either, but (laughs) you never know. All right. Next headline. Kyler Murray woke up and chose violence. (laughs) Wait, what does that even mean? That means he wanted to just completely massacre the Jaguars or Jaguars. Is it Jaguars or Jaguars? Jaguars? I don't think either one of those is right. (laughs) How do you say it? Jaguars. Jaguars. It's like how I say mustache. I can't say. Whoa, I say what? Mustache. I can't, mustache. I can't say. How about like you that. just say stash? Stash. <laughs> My dirty stash. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like that headline. That's that's good. I, I, unfortunately, Kyler Murray didn't really do anything that was like, oh my god, you know, today. So, which he usually does once a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, today was just a. It was a. It was a basic Kyler Murray performance. He chose just to manage the game. Yeah, he chose, chose to wake up today and mm-hmm. do his job. Yeah, wake up and get a W. Yep. yep. Cardinals, sin, nice play on words. Turnovers, penalties, plague cards, and lost to one of NFL's worst teams. Man, it was, it was looking like that for a little bit. Yeah. It was definitely looking like that for a little bit, man. I was I was a little scared. We were ready to come up with like a new segment just for just for venting. Oh, they, have a, they have a segment on the Sun Show where they basically say that I'm salty. <laughs> salty salt? Yeah, it's, it's salty. And uh, – I definitely would have been salty. Did you ever start calling Espo Karen by chance? I know we're off topic here. Did that ever did that ever pick up steam? Uh, no, but uh, he has vacation this week, and I will be creating some graphics nice. now. Smart. I also came. I, you're gonna hate it, but I feel like it's worth a segment. Oh I feel God. like if you say if, better call Saul, I yes. swear I'm gonna jump so out I this fucking window. Saul, <laughs> I feel we're gonna like get her back here in need, a second. Don't if, worry. If me, Frank, and Johnny all like agree on something, I feel like we need to have. <laughs> Let's call Saul, and Saul, you can be the one to, or like if we're, I, I guess like we it. would never be even. Okay, I like it. Okay, it makes sense. Let's call All Saul. Right. I like it. I like you, it. Yes, I like it. I will. I will. I will watch every show and make sure I'm waiting by my phone just in case I have to break it. No, tie. it's even better if you're like at a bar, like at the grocery store, and <laughs> like, oh yeah, I'm just hey, what's up some your pork opinion chops. on this? <laughs> so, so that was our new segment. We're gonna be doing that every Saturday for Sunday. Uh, we also have something to bring up that was uh, a little bit disturbing yesterday. Oh so you know where I'm going with this. Oh um, my gosh! Yes. And so just, uh, we're just going to pose oh, this to America. If you will put the graphic on the, the screen, it is incredibly disturbing. The image you're about to see. Yes. So here's <laughs> Ch- here's Cherson. I was all concerned. <laughs> Good hell. So what is this take by my co-host Applebee's? It says, I feel like this is a real hot take, but dot, dot, dot. I take Applebee's boneless wings over any other wings every day and twice on Sunday. Explain yourself. Oh, my. Cheerston woke up and chose violence. That's right. <laughs> Here's the thing. I don't particularly care for the process of eating bone-in wings. I don't like chicken stuck in my teeth. I don't like having to pry chicken out of bones. So I like boneless. Applebee's at the height of COVID tried to get us to come back. You just described that like you were actually like plucking feathers at the table or something. It feels like it. (laughs) Okay, so I like boneless, and there aren't a lot of great boneless options out there. They're, it's hard to make a good boneless wing, and Applebee's sauce is really good, and they make a good, they probably Which freeze sauce? it. Which sauce? 
their barbecue and their buffalo. It's fantastic. <sighs> I Those are, you know what that reminds you of? Those like TJF, like microwavable yes, packs that you get. That's at the exactly store. what it is. <laughs> Listen, I've had them banquet wings. That's what it is. Everybody does it the same way. You take a piece of chicken, you fry it a million times, you insert some fat into it. Like, however, it's all the same thing. It all comes down to sauce. Or like sometimes you'll get boneless wings that are like if they're not like crispy enough or there's not enough chicken or like whatever the case is. And like Applebee's has it to so during who hurt you? (laughs) They're great. You know, there were some people that actually agreed with me. Tell me. During the pandemic, when they when they were running those commercials about like welcome back America. I wondered who they were talking to. They were talking to you. <laughs> Come back to your sit, eat our, <laughs> our bonus wings. Okay. Also, let me just tell you like one more thing. So I grew up in like a small town in Ohio. Yeah. And so after like Friday football games. Was it Applebee, Ohio? Is that a thing? Okay. (laughs) Um, After like high school football games on Friday nights, when you're like 14, 15, 16, 17 years old, everybody would go to Applebee's and like we would all like pitch in for Applebee's. There it is. My taste buds developed. That's fair. At that point. I don't get that from that tweet. Nostalgia. Yeah. It's nostalgic. Yeah. There's there's a bit of nostalgia incorporated into that thought and that memory, which makes the food a little bit better for you. I I totally get it. My taste buds just enjoy it because trust me, I've tried. You think it's cool to want an Applebee's? It's not. (laughs) No, it's definitely not. You get picked on like I I got ambushed. In in all fairness, I I used to be just a straight up traditional wings guy. And when I cook, it is just straight up traditional wings, all flats, by the way, not that bullshit drumstick crap um but I like when i go <laughs> I like, but you don't like picking the it's meat off like, the bone yeah, because you can you can eat it off the top you don't have to get into the bone oh well, let me teach you how to eat a, a flat then you just like push you it down and just down. eat it I like know. a lollipop there it goes anyway um but the boneless option and i know it's gonna disgust a lot of people but b-dubs i like buffalo wild wings wings i think caribbean jerk is the the game changer with some blue cheese it's over. The other night, driving back from the studio to Maricopa, I got a sandwich from a gas station, and that's oh. what I, and that's what I would compare this take to. I, <laughs> I drove down wait, the wait, street. Wait, Johnny, have you had them? I have drove, you had them? I not lately. Oh, I if you drove haven't had down. Them, you can't say it. I drove down to the Circle K down the street, and I got uh, a sandwich, a prepackaged turkey and cheese from the gas station. Ate that on my way home. Now, one of us that is being a loser. <laughs> the other one, you should never eat that ever. It yeah. was prepackaged. It wasn't made by the gas station people, though. They they assured me it was mass produced. So. It which, just happened to be at a gas station. Which is even worse, probably. <laughs> I would never eat that, ever. Like, have you please? been to... Wait, 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 wait. Hold up. Hold up, hold up before we just <laughs> ruin this take. Uh, have you been to QT? I've been to QT. Have you ordered food from QT? No, I oh. will never. Oh. I will never. If you eat Applebee's... I promise you. No, I just eat. I just eat boneless wings. I don't eat Applebee's. I just eat Applebee's boneless wings. Do you get it with fries? No. Just straight up wings. And that's did you it? have Correct. it yesterday and that's why you tweeted that? Correct. Yeah, okay, gotcha. I did. I ordered pizza from one place and wings from another place, like a fatty, and had them both delivered. <laughs> we love you, Cheerson. We're just giving you a hard time. I love the, the there's just the the truth just comes out. Like, oh, yeah, I was just sitting on there like like the end of dodgeball. And it's like, ah. La, 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 la. And I also had the best pizza I've ever had in my life yesterday. From? Uh, flyby, <laughs> Bobby oh, John's, Detroit style. It was spicy pineapple, so it had jalapeno pineapple, which is a hot take. Uh, and bacon. I like pineapple and pizza bacon. too. Yeah, I don't mind pineapple. So good. Ooh, all right, might, there you go. <laughs> hey, should we call Frank? <laughs>
All right. <laughs> I think we've said. You thought the show was over. It was not <laughs> no, over. No, no, no. We, I was we were totally, waiting on this all day. I was ambushed and also very concerned. I was like, oh, my God. What happened? That got put together at about 8.15 this morning. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. If you have not subscribed to us yet on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts, be sure to do that. And then also follow us on social media at PHNX underscore sports, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. And we'll see you tomorrow. 